Okay, good morning. Today's class is in Lishma Yachmel, the end of Ben Gedalia, also in the success of Mr. Foshalema of Siyad Benema, and the success of the Shemar Rabbana, Gadiel Ben Lisheva, Shev Ben Sheva, Emma Lishel, Reina Makavatova Basha, Gadiel Ben Lisheva, Zerat Hashem, December 16th. We have the event in um, Brickell, and I believe we have a new event December 19th or 20th in the Lighthouse with Rabbi Kramer. He's going to be coming into town. We're going to do a Lighthouse project with him. And we're going to introduce his new book, The Potency of Prayer. Really, really excited to have him over. He's really uh, an unbelievable, unbelievable gift to the world. Um, and also, tonight's class, we're just going to do a Facebook Live on conquering and mastering anger. Many, 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 many insights on anger. Today, this month, we have to get... Remember, Nachman says, the more you learn about something, the more you're protected from it. So the more we learn about it, the more mercy we get in that, uh, in that subject. That's why we're talking so much about anger, because we, want to, we need a lot of mercy. This month, obviously, is definitely a month of, of anger. It's a month of tremendous tests. It's a month that belongs to Esav. So we really, really have to double our efforts in order to get to, the, to this consciousness, etc. So today's class, today's class is a phenomenal topic. We're going to do lessons seven in the second half of Kutim Moran. 56 in the, in, in the second in the first half of Kutimaran, and we're also going to take an article by um, by Rabbi Sachs, may blessed memory. Also, today is the yurt site of the uh, Rabbi the Mir Yeshiva. Many, many, uh, many, many miracles that he's, he's many books were written about how he took his holy Shiva from the Holocaust to Shanghai, and they live day to day, day to day, miracles, miracles. Um, may his name be, be memory be blessed. Okay, let's start. So what, one common theme that I, that I get when I, get, when I deal with phone calls or I deal with clients, or I deal, it's, it's pretty much I've come to the realization, okay, what's the, what's the main thing that, and I spoke to Hashem about it, what's the main thing that's really getting to people? Not taking responsibility. And if I'm thinking that the one core of the whole issue of everything, it comes down to one thing, a person not revealing his own Malchus, his own kingship to the world, him not taking responsibility, and I hear the I get the phone calls, the client. It's the same thing. Avoiding responsibility is the one of the biggest problems. We're going to talk about this concept specifically this week. We know that there's a spiritual transfer of Shefa from when Yosef at Tzadik made Judah. Judah represents Malchus. Judah represents the concept of kingship. That union between Yosef and Judah this week was what brings Shefa to the world. Malchut responsibility represents the vessel for you to receive abundance from all the other spherot. If you don't have Malchut, you don't have responsibility, you cannot be a receiver. You cannot be a receiver of God's light. So why responsibility is such an important thing? Because without any attempt to avoid becoming the best version of you, is going to be extremely painful, period. Any attempt, any attempt to stop growth is going to be extremely painful. And the pain keeps on coming, and coming and coming, because your creator will do whatever he has to do to get you to to put you in the right place in order for him to give to you and for you to avoid. So any attempt to avoid responsibility is itself is a problem. So this is why the price for numbing the price for uh, blaming others, the price, which we're going to talk about the, a little bit of the practical tools, but we have to understand the source is if we want to receive Shefa, we have to take responsibility. Responsibility is the key to everything. 
Everything. You take responsibility, you're going to win eventually. It might be painful. It's going to hurt. But eventually you will develop the vessel and you will win in whatever area. But when you avoid responsibility, although you are avoiding pain temporarily, you're going to pay for it later, one way or the other. And this is what we need to understand. We have no other options but to reveal our own machut, our own kingship, your own self-worth, your own portion of godliness to the world. It's not an option. It's your whole mission. It's not an option. So this is why, you know, you hear such, such disasters today. We're trying to make, you know, we're trying to kosherize laziness today. And that's the problem. You know, I, I heard a, somebody sent me a video the other day on Zechariah Wallstein talking about the Aguda Convention, talking about people bringing marijuana brownies to synagogue, for God's sake. This is, the, this is, where, this is where, I mean, this is what they're discussing in an Aguda Convention, bringing a, a marijuana brownies. I mean, God bless America. God, I don't know what's happening. What's happening to the, to the men? What's happening to this? What's happening? What the heck is happening? We're just avoiding responsibility. We're avoiding growth. And this is not, we're supposed to be leading the nations. We're, they're supposed to be saying, I want to be like them. And unfortunately, we're becoming like everybody else. And that itself is the gullus that we're in. This is exactly the real gullus. A person avoiding. And this is, there's nothing greater than a person when a person starts taking accountability, starts building responsibility. He attracts his wife. He attracts Parnassa. He attracts everything. <laughs> but when he doesn't, Remember, not, the ego will do anything to do. The ego will do anything. When you're not taking responsibility, it has to blame somebody for it. So when you're blaming society, you're blaming Fauci, you're blaming your mother, you're blaming this, that's the number one way to stay in a problem. Yes, we've all had troubled childhoods. We've all had, nobody had it easy. Nobody, nobody successful had anything easy. But they took responsibility. And that is really the key. That's the key to kingship. That's the key to everything. When we avoid responsibility, that is the problem. Rachman says it exactly in Lesson 56. Every Jew, there's an aspect of his machut. Machut, again, means kingship, responsibility, leadership. Each person, according to his aspect, has to possess this machut, his kingship. Since every quality and every trait and every force capacity that, that revolves around the world revolves around the spherot, spherot are the Kabbalistic gate. This is how we know Hashem. And we know Hashem is the last sphera, the last vessel, ultimately, all the blessings from all the spherot, they ultimately go down to, to Malchutz. Malchutz is the receiver of all the blessings. So you can develop your character, you can develop everything, but if you don't take responsibility, that talent can never be developed. What he's saying here, a person has to have, number one, he has to rule over himself. That's the first responsibility you have, is to be able to have self-control. You can't have, number one person, you have to have malchut over yourself. Before you rule others, you have to have rule over yourself. And this is a very common, right now, you can see Jordan Peters' uh, t- uh, classes are on, are, are on fire. Because he's not, he's not enabling the world and telling him it's okay. No, you have to take responsibility. Period. He's telling the whole world, nothing new, nothing new, but somehow he's, he's getting a major following because he's telling people, it's not okay, you have to, this is what your purpose in this world, and his majority, I would say the, 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 the majority of his teachings are all about this, taking responsibility for your life and being a man, like we say, man up, man up. 
Rabbi Nachman is telling us here that Malchud, being the lowest divine animation Sefirot, serve as the intermarry between God and man. Malchud also represents faith. Faith also represents Malchud. Malchud also represents prayer. Because we know prayer and faith are very connected. And he says here, the, the Shefa that God sends into the world is first channeled through the higher Sefirot, which act in unison and transfer the Shefa to Malchut. Malchut is the receiver. As a result, each contributes to the aspect of his own essence, and Malchut is really, really the receiver. So what we're going to refer to here, on the practical side of this class, as Malchut being your own ability to take responsibility, and your ability to develop yourself. Another Torah, Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 7, the second half of the Kutumaran, No, anybody who girds himself with, to assume the role of the provider, to supply a livelihood for his host dependent upon him, must be a person who's very strong, a stalwart, not the opposite, not a shlamazel. Reb Nachman was very against people becoming a shlamazel. He was very against praying whenever your body feels like. He was very against this sloppiness that people are... Again, we're not here to judge people, but there's, you have to understand what it's costing you. The price of not taking responsibility, it's, it's costing you a lot. There's a price for that. Yes, you can have fun. Yes, you can have... But there's a price for that. At the end of the day. Thus, what he's saying here, because Reb Nachman says that God blesses a person based on his level of kingship. This is because all livelihood is drawn from the Malchut, which is the king. The tree that you saw, which he takes a pasuk from Daniel. Consequently, anybody who wants to attain livelihood must have a measure of authority in order to have some connection with Malchut. This is the mean, this is the concept of of authority of Mahu. Therefore, when a husband girds himself to take responsibility for his wife and obligates and takes responsibility, I will cherish you, honor and support you, he is granted a measure of authority. This measure of authority provides him the ability to provide livelihood. And Mahud receives livelihood from the hands of wisdom, etc. So there, there's a, the concept of developing your dad, developing yourself to be able to take more a responsibility in your life that allows you to become more of a giver because all of a sudden now you can become a giver, you can take responsibility, and to the extent that you take more responsibility, more shefa is given to you. More shefa is given to you. To the extent that you run away from responsibility, the shefa runs away from you. Period. So when you're thinking about what's the big deal about uh, smoking all day and what's the big deal about it's, it's nothing, you're not going to die from it, you're right, you will not die from it. Your soul is going to die from it. <laughs> because it makes you lazy. And you started eating the wrong foods. And next thing you know, you become a shlamazel. And there's a lot of shlamazels out there. There's a lot of unbelievable potential that you see out there that's being undeveloped. It's not developed. We have to develop our potential. We have to get to the root of developing potential. Another source from Jonathan Sachs is beautiful. He says, if leadership is the solution, what is the problem? So we know leadership is the solution. On this, the Torah cannot be more specific. It's a failure to take responsibility. Jonathan Sachs, from the best memory, says the whole problem comes when you don't take responsibility for the action. And you could see the key. Again, I'm not getting political. But when you have strong leadership, they have, they, they have vision, they have trust, like DeSantis. Prime example, he takes responsibility, he, he, he has trust, and look, no, no mandatory vaccines here. Everybody's enjoying their life here. 
Nobody's scared. And the numbers are way down than everybody else. And everybody else that's, cr- that's crazy with this, they forgot about God, they closed the, the whole countries, they're quadruple vaccinated, and they're still getting COVID. So <laughs> they forgot about the God picture. I'm not telling you you have to be careless. I'm not telling you. But there's a concept of you have to eventually see. You have to take responsibility. Enough of this. You have a virus. Okay, you can't hide the whole, your whole life. You, you have to go and take responsibility and believe in Hashem that He can provide for you. And He's saying here, we know exactly from Genesis about two stories Adam and Eve. First, Adam and Eve, they, when we knew that they sinned. They were embarrassed and shame. And they only him because they, they, only to discover you cannot hide from God. Okay? I tell this in, in my recovery place. You cannot hide from your Creator. You might try to. But you're not, you cannot hide. The Lord of God called to says, where are you? He answers, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid I was naked. So he hid. We know the story already that basically Adam blamed Chava and Chava blamed the snake. So the first real, real, real number one way to be guaranteed you're not taking responsibility is you're blaming somebody. Blaming somebody is the number one way to stay in a problem. And it's a number one way to say, I don't have to take responsibility. I have somebody I can, I can blame, and that's how I could justify it in my brain so I could feel good about myself, but meanwhile, I'm not drawing any shefa. So blaming, blaming the girls in Miami, blaming the girls, blaming the shit of crisis, blaming this, blaming the economy, blaming what are you on, have tavot, all of this is nothing but it's going to keep you into the problem. So blaming, just like it didn't work for them, it didn't work for Adam and Eve, it didn't work for Cain and Abel, the same thing with Cable. He says, where's your brother Abel? He says, am I my brother's keeper? What is it my problem? Same concept. The same concept. That we're not, it, we're, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's the problem is outside. And that's really, really the most arrogant way to stay in a problem. Because you're blaming the outside world instead of taking responsibility. And all God wants to show you is to take responsibility. It hurts. It's not easy. It's not an easy process, but what you get out of it is you get blessing in all areas of your life because you are just, the more responsibility you take, the more blessing you can be able to be a receiver, period. If I take responsibility for do, taking, doing classes every day and being able to take all of this upon me, what do you think I'm going to get out of it? I'm getting tremendous amount of knowledge and tremendous amount of, of, of fulfillment because I took responsibility. I could say, I'm tired at night. Let me just go to the heat game every night and relax. But I said, no, I have a responsibility. Even when I go to parties, I go home a certain hour. I don't stay there too late. I have responsibility to wake up. I have responsibility to prepare. To the extent that you develop that responsibility is the, 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 to the extent that God provides you with shefa across the board. Period. That is pretty much. Any avoidance of this concept is going to be, be extremely painful. And this is when Moshe Rabbeinu, when he didn't, when he was free, when, he, when God told him, you have to leave the Jews. He started making excuses. No, I can't talk. I can't this. I can't. He got, got, got angry at him. Because he says, this is your job. You can't run away from it. Esther Malka. Also, she says, I don't, I'm not fit for this mission. If you don't do it, Mordecai says, somebody else is going to do it. So once you recognize this, you don't have that many options. That this is the only way. When Adam and Eve sinned, God called out, where are you? As Rabbi Shnur, the Balatanya says, point out that that call was not just directed for the first humans, but that call is for everybody. The Baal is telling, when God's saying, where are you? Where are you holding? Where are you? That's not just a call, Adam and Eve. That's the call God's telling you. Where are you? 
Where are you? Just like when you know, you're sitting there lost and the Uber can't find you. Where are you? Where are you? It's <laughs> the first thing you ask is, where are you? And this is the importance. And this is why, you know, it's the same pattern. It's the person blaming his mother-in-law, blaming his wife, blaming his uh, parents. Again, you have to go to therapy. Nobody's telling you. We, ha- we all have dark secrets. We all have a lot of anger inside of us. But our job is to get, is not to be upset about it, to notice it, recognize where it's coming from, and really, really take responsibility. Because this is the number one reason why we're not getting it. And we always speak about that all addictions start with pain and end with pain. The pain is you're not taking responsibility. And this is a lot of the things about, you know, you can see today, the, the market, people don't want to get married, they're afraid, not taking, again, that's, you're not taking responsibility by you sitting there, I need to be guaranteed that she's going to work out. Nobody's going to guarantee you anything. But you have to somehow take responsibility. You also have to put yourself in a position to win. You have to put yourself in a position to win, like we said before. Get a deadline out there. Do something to take that, that's going to give you, God helps you where you can help yourself. But when you, a person doesn't help himself and he makes excuses and stuff, it's nothing but a disaster. It's a disaster. So let's take some practical tools on how to take responsibility. And you have to understand, Rabbi Nachman tells us something very beautiful in Lesson 25, that when you rise up in your level spiritually, another person gets an automatic upgrade. That means you're not just doing it for you. You could be the beginning of a tremendous ripple effect of people growing. How many times you hear this? Wow, my husband started learning, teaching, listening to the classes. He feels so much happier. I'm so much happier. The kids are so much happier. Everything's so connected. Do you understand? One person changes the whole house. And then they feel better. And then etc. And this is what we have to recognize. It's not just about you. How many people can change from you, you change it. How many people can you affect? And that's really, when you do that, then you start recognizing that, because we all have to recognize something. We are not, it's not like, I'm, it's my problem and your problem. No, we're all, our sages say, we're all on the same boat. If you stick a hole in your cabin in the boat, I'm going to sink with you. So I have to go and be worried and make sure that I have to do whatever I can to help you not sink. Because you, just because you're sinking, imagine the guy in the boat. Oh, what's, what, what's your problem? I'm going to put a hole in my own cabin. What is your problem? Because the, boat's going to, the whole boat's going to sink. And this is where we get the crease and we get Sinat Chinam. We're all, when, the, when there's a judgment, the whole world's affected on a judgment. There's, no, there's nobody, nobody's picking. So you have to go out of your way to recognize this is not just about you. This is not just about you. This is about generations that come from you. Etc. This is why we need to get a lot more leverage. So number one reason, we have to stop blaming people. The way you approach this situation is so important. How you approach, I've respect many times, your theory is your therapy. Your theory, how am I approaching this situation? Number one, cut the blaming. Nobody succeeds in blaming anybody. Period. Period. That's the number one thing you have to automatically, because the number one way... People love segulot, right? They love segulot. They love, everybody loves a segula. Oh, Parsha Zaman. Uh, one segula to guarantee you to stay in the problem is blaming people. That is a segula also. That's a, that's a negative segula. So if you want a guaranteed segula, blame somebody for your happiness, blame somebody for this, blame somebody for that. 
Number one to, way to stay in the problem, the Torah, because that's ultimately saying, I don't have to have responsibility because I have somebody I can blame. When we do this, it makes it very hard to move because we're emotionally attached to that person. Remember, in order for me to surrender or, 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 or not be angry, let's imagine I'm telling you right now, okay, I need you to stop being angry. If you're, if you're still thinking about that person, you can't surrender that feeling because you're still attaching it to a person. So we have to detach all blaming and attach to your creator. Detach. Detach. Number two, you have to stop making excuses and start making adjustments. Okay? I'm not telling you to go tomorrow and, and conquer the world. But you have to take one step. It could start as a small step, like waking up earlier. Facing. Rabbi Rush says something very beautiful. And he takes this is a Gemara. He says, the minute a person says, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, they cancel punishment. The only reason punishment exists is there's an absence of tshuva. Can you imagine? Just by saying, I made a mistake, in heaven, they cancel the judgment on you. Because you're taking your own judgment. So you have to, we have to, also, we have to, we have to, we have to have responsibility over our own accountability to make sure, okay, I made this, I made a mistake. I made that mistake. But punishment was only, uh, was, was only an absence of tshuva. A person does tshuva, he says, I made a mistake, I did this, I'm taking accountability, period. Cancel judgment on him. Cancel judgment on him. So you have to stop making excuses and start making adjustments. Don't tell me you're big boned. That's why you can't lose weight. Ask, what are you cutting out of your diet? Period. And that's really the key. We have to get your energy back. We have another way to be able to take responsibility is to, get, is to not make, be, be self-centered. Very important. Because when we make everything about us, how could you, how could you, how could you, you're always going to be self-centered. Self-centered becomes you get always insulted. The more self-centered you are, the more insulted. The more you think about yourself, the more hurt you're going to be. Period. The more you think about the global picture, like we spoke about many times, we spoke about what Rachel says in Lesson 82, that the biggest cleansing for sexual blemishes is embarrassment. Embarrassment could be not having money to pay rent. Embarrassment could be somebody insulting you, somebody disgracing you. Because there's a concept of, but that's a cleansing. That's not punishment. That's a cleansing. The whole point is, when we're constantly getting insulted and embarrassed and all these things, we're supposed to see, why, are these, why are these things keep, they keep on happening to me? It keeps on happening to me because there's something I need to correct. It's an, an, it's an energy that I'm showing out to the world. So we have to fix it. So we have to recognize, stop making it about you, more focusing on the bigger message. That's the, that's the ability to get your energy back. Because remember, I need to climb the mountain. I need my energy. And I'm not going to take my energy. I'm not going to have any energy if I'm, if I'm blaming people. Number four, stop numbing at all costs. Stop numbing at all costs. Period. I can't tell you what din, what judgment does when you numb something. What happens is the noise gets louder and louder. So any attempt to numb pain is a problem. Is a problem. Find better ways to create a break. Find a way to exercise. Find different ways 
to, when you're in pain, notice it, but you have to find a different way to deal with this. Take a break, take the edge, take the edge off, recycle it, whatever you have to do. But numbing is a problem. Surrender, that's even the best one. Any form of numbing with food, with, with any kind of recreational drugs, anything, anything to, to, to stop what, this basically takes the batteries out of your pocket. Period. So when you're asking me, you know, guys asking me, Parnas is bad. Okay, well, well, uh, what's going on? I don't know. Uh, by the way, do you have this problem with masturbation, uh, pornography? Yeah, yeah, once in a while. You smoke weed all day? Yeah, every day. Uh, but I do it just to, so I can think straight. Okay. There's no responsibility. And he's fighting with his wife because his wife is pressuring him to get up earlier. <laughs> Where do you start? Where do you, where do you start? Do you understand? Where do you start? Now he's running away from responsibility. He's in pain. Okay, your childhood pain that's never been dealt with. You have to deal with it. 100%. We all have it. We all have it. But like I said, numbing, the price for numbing, we know, we recognize people are in pain. But numbing it itself is going to ruin responsibility. Period. Feel it. Grieve it. Talk to people about it, and then heal, and then you have to stop numbing. Because every time you numb, you, you're basically blocking all your growth, period. Very important also, number five, increase, increase your self-esteem by self-love. Very important to be compassionate. But, you know, Rav Cooks speaks many ways. Just go back to your inner child. Go back to your inner child. Like pretend like you're the inner child again. Go back to that place where you were happy. You know, children don't. Children live in the moment. Nobody says. Uh, no, you ever see a kid parallel, uh, not doing anything for five seconds, and saying, "I'm thinking right now." No such thing as that. We overthink things. So you have to also increase self-love, etc. We spoke about before another great tool for building responsibility. Set a deadline. There'd be no way possible that the Dafyomi today would be so successful if it wasn't for constant deadlines. Period. No way. The reason why the Dafyomi is so successful is because there's a deadline. We're finishing the Daf now in four days, a new deadline. New Megillah, new, new, uh, new, new Gemara. Deadline, new. Because people are wired to hit goals. If you don't have, Wayne Gretzky says, you can't hit a target that's not there. Period. You have to hit a target. You have to, we just spoke about the other day. A beautiful, beautiful interview. This guy, the guy of Spartan Race. He says, I got 7 million people off the couches. Only because they put a deadline. And I ask him myself, is I've only hit deadlines. There's a deadline, I hit it. There's no deadline, I don't hit it. Period. When I was in vacation, there was no deadlines there. <laughs> I didn't hit anything. But when you're in grind mode, when you're in that grind mode, you put deadlines and you hit them. You hit them. That's taking responsibility. That's taking responsibility. Same thing. Also, it's very important if we want to increase, take responsibility, you also, Rabbi, the, the Holy Baal Shem Tov says, you, a body... That sick cannot elevate a soul. If the so body's sick, the soul is sick. You have to watch how you move. You have to watch your sleeping. 
You have to watch, you have to care yourself. You have to care for what you eat, etc. If tremendous effects on how you think. Don't forget, 90% of your serotonin is not coming from your brain. It's coming from your belly. How you eat determines your mood, your decision making. Everything is so connected to food. Very, you could see the difference. Don't expect to have a shawarma with the lafa pita, with tahini, all this at you know, one o'clock in the afternoon and have a, uh, you know, a, a strong afternoon. You'd be lucky if you wake up uh, for, for you're sleeping. Can't eat that stuff unless it's your birthday once in a while. That's not for you to eat on a normal day. It's carbs, it's meat, sodium, all together. I mean, that's like, you can't eat that stuff. You just can't. Certain things you can't eat. You need energy. And food takes away your energy, period. You know, I'm watching a lady the other day taking my kid out of ballet. She's having a triple cheeseburger, but she's got a mask on. I mean, we've lost the whole picture. We've lost... We've lost the whole tachlis of everything. Not to judge, but you're losing the whole picture. Milkshake, triple cheeseburger, and a brownie, and she's got a mask on. Really? I mean, <laughs> your immune system, half your immune system is in your gut. Change your gut, you change your immune system. Period. <laughs> Bottom line. Most people have gut leaks. They have all kinds of inflammation, all coming from the gut. Destroys your immune system. So God forbid, you get hit with something, it, t- it taxes the body. It taxes the body. Number eight, work hard but surrender the outcome. It's very important. Work hard. Pray your heart out. But surrender the outcome. Don't focus on the board. Don't look at anything. These are ways to build vessels. The last one, number nine, like I said before all the time, focus on the feeling afterwards, not before. If you want to take responsibility, guess what? Very rarely you're going to be motivated to take responsibility, but you have to have the discipline to make decisions, to do what you need to do, and then we feel the fact that you made a decision, that itself should be a good feeling. Indecision is a guaranteed negative feeling. If you want to feel bad, don't make a decision. Guaranteed indecision is going to bring shame, guilt, fear. Just think about it. any negative emotion is really, and any indecision is really coming from a negative place. It's coming from a negative place. Whether it's the ego, or what are they going to think about me, or how about if I fail, or uh, whatever. It'll be, it's, it's a negative, it's coming from a very low consciousness. But when you make decisions, you start developing courage. You, that's coming from a place of trust. So what's going to happen? You're going to be more happier and take responsibility. So guys, this is where it all begins. Take responsibility. If you're not taking responsibility, don't even ask why you're not receiving Shefa, why you're not married. Don't even ask. Don't even ask. Don't bother your creator asking why when you're not even, you don't even have a vessel. This is why Rabbi Rush's prayer says, how can I receive a salvation if I don't have a vessel? <laughs> I mean... How can you receive a salvation if you don't have a vessel? It's pretty obvious. It seems so obvious. That's his prayer. Help me, Hashem. How can I receive a salvation if I don't have a vessel? This is why Rabbi Nachman spoke about his Bodidu talking to God. Take, talking to God is taking responsibility on steroids. Period. I'm here. 
I want to talk to you. I'm in pain. I don't have nothing to say. Whatever it is. But the fact that you're taking that step to say, I recognize you are the only one that could save me. I'm so distressed. I'm so confused. I'm so lost. I barely have words to say. But I'm telling you one thing. I'm telling you, I'm done running away. I'm taking responsibility. Now imagine if you do this. When you wake up early, now you broke your sleep. And then you took responsibility. I mean, you're in, you're in vessel building mode, period. You break your sleep and now you're talking to God and telling him what's going on with your life and telling him to help you, guide you. What do you think he's going to do? You don't have to be a genius to figure it out. He's going to bless you. He's going to give you the dust. He's going to give you the knowledge. But when we, when we oversleep, we don't speak to our creator. We blame others. We resent. We're holding on to anger. We're holding on to this. We're numbing. We're blaming our mothers. We're blaming our childhood. We're blaming our rabbis. What are you, you going to get out of that? A Netflix movie? What are you going to get? Another unorthodox movie to make fun because your lack of responsibility, your lack of that, do so you want to make it into a movie? Well, what are we going to get out of that? Nothing. Zero. So now we know what to do. We know what to do. Don't even bother asking unless you have some kind of, some kind of track record that you're taking responsibility on. Once you do that, then you can ask your creator why he's not providing for you. If that is not happening, don't bother asking. Don't bother asking. Because you're just going to get more frustration and more upset. Because there's, even if he gave you, it would be cruelty. It would be cruelty. What are you going to do? How many, how many marriages go south because the guy recognized he never dealt with his work at home. He's got all kinds of pain and never dealt with it. Now all of a sudden his wife becomes the, uh, you know, these wounds up opening up marriages and become toxic marriages. What do you think? It's, this is all from stuff not being worked on. This is what Rabbi Nachman says. His bodhidut is greater than everything. Because what you're really doing is you're taking responsibility. Same thing with Judah. He made a mistake. He was in shame. He made a mistake. Whatever way. He didn't want to blame it. He could have blamed it on Tamar. Could have blamed it on Tamar. He didn't blame it on Tamar. He took responsibility. He said, that's mine. And from that responsibility, what was the next move? Embrace Yosef to get back his leadership. And he, that's, the, that's Judaism. This is where we're coming from. But he could have blamed it on Tamar. He didn't want to look bad. That's not what we hear. And this is where the, why Rab Nachman's teachings are so effective. Because they, right away, there's, <laughs> you're looking at these teachings, you're like, okay, either I listen to them and I go all in, or they're not for me. It's so direct, these teachings, that it forces you to take some kind of action. He hangs on with you. Rab Nachman's teachings, they, they give us tremendous comfort when we're lost, when we're confused in the processes. But that, and then they, you're forced to do something when you read these teachings. Uh, it's not like, oh, it's nice. That's a nice part of the week. Let me email it to my friend. No, you're like, oh, whoa, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's very, very, because Rav Nachman always was the concept of dress well. It was never into the shlom mazel. Now what you see today with the na-na-na guys and, and this stuff going out, this is just a, the eight, this is their own sector. They, this, but this is not, this is not Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman is ultimate discipline, 80-year-old guys waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning, jumping in the snow, 
jumping in a, in a cold mikvah and doing prayer for six hours, and then praying all day long and waking up at 7 o'clock, 6.30 to do uh, nets. That's the real, the elders. What you see on the outside, the nananais and the guys smoking weed all day long and, and, and jumping around, that's not really Rav Nachman. You understand? It's cute. It's cute. It's nice. It's happy. They dance. But the, there's so much discipline. It's, I would say it's all discipline. <laughs> discipline over what you eat. Discipline of how you sleep. Discipline on your, on your sexuality. Your connection with money. It's all nothing but discipline. Discipline, discipline, discipline. But tremendous discipline but with tremendous warmth. Tremendous warmth behind it. Recognizing that we don't, we don't blame ourselves, we're going to make mistakes, but tremendous high expectations you have in these teachings. But again, with also tremendous warmth. And that's why Reb Nachman's teachings are so good, because you can have the high expectations, and you know warmth, then what happens? People say, this is not for me. So this is why it's very, very, God willing, helpful. So, so Mizrat Hashem, may we all take responsibility, and may we all continue to grow. And you'll ask yourself, ask yourself, the areas where you took responsibility, do you have success there? And the answer is going to be, see, yes. Areas that you avoided responsibility. You're going to ask yourself, how are you doing there? Lousy. There you go. So that's the, that is your own machut. That's Kabbalah 101. Drawing the machut. We can't have a Kabbalah class with only light and, and energies, but no, no grind. You understand? There's no grind. There's no vessel. This is the problem with some of these things. There's too much light. Too much light, but no, when, when it comes down, okay, what do we have from all this? Where's the tachlis out of this? There's no vessel. Malchut is ultimately the vessel. Have a great day.